Our first reading is from Jonah, the third chapter. And if you'd like to follow along, you'll find it printed in the middle of your bulletin, insert. In preparation to hear these words, let us turn our hearts in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the imagination of those who have inspired us throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds that we might hear a word from you this day. Amen. The word of God came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of God. Now Nineveh was exceedingly large, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God's mind changed about the calamity that was to be brought upon them, and God did not do it. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
So may we not harden our hearts as we listen to our gospel from St. Mark. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God of many names, we give you thanks. And pray as we listen and read these ancient words that we might be attentive to your word to us this day. And I would pray that my words might be as a window with the blinds open clear, that your spirit would speak to each of us. We make these prayers in the power of the one who is the Christ. Amen. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the sovereignty of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed. And he went a little further, and he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. May God speak to us today through these words. Have you ever thought about what it means when you say yes? Yes to an invitation? Yes to an offer? Yes to a boss? A friend? A colleague? Yes to a partner? A spouse? Yes to yourself? Yes to God. From the Hebrew scriptures, we read from that small book about Jonah. As you'll recall, Jonah was told by God to go to the great city of Nineveh and tell its inhabitants that because of their wickedness, God would destroy them all. Jonah chose not to go. In fact, Jonah chose to go in the opposite direction, to the town of Tarsus. So at the port of Joppa, he got in a boat, heading away from Nineveh. While at sea, a mighty storm threatened to capsize the boat, and after a while, Jonah fessed up that it was probably his fault, and the only way to quiet the raging waves was to toss him overboard. At first, the crew was resistant, but as the storm grew more fierce, it was their only hope. So overboard went Jonah. God wasn't done, however, yet with Jonah. The story continues, a great fish, we often call the fish a whale, but we don't really know if it was, a great fish came along and gulped up Jonah, swallowed him whole. Now in the belly of the well, Jonah had a forced three-day silent retreat, (laughs) during which he considered his actions and prayed to God, confessing what he had done, And on the third day, God had the well, as the text says, vomit Jonah upon the dry land. Such a lovely image. (laughs) Which just happened to be on the shore by Nineveh. How convenient. And that's where we picked up the reading we heard earlier read by Jenna. We'll get back there. In our gospel, Jesus is making his way along the Sea of Galilee, and he calls his first disciples, Simon, Andrew, James, and John. 
saying to them, follow me and I will teach you how to fish in a totally new way. Instead of for trout, now it's going to be for human souls. And Mark, in his succinct and classically Markan way, simply states that Andrew and Simon immediately left their nets, and so too James and John immediately left their father and their fellow workers in the boat, and they followed. Did it happen that easily? Was it that neat and tidy? We don't know. But what we do know is that, that these four men said yes to Jesus, maybe not with their words, but with their bodies. They turned from their families, their businesses, and they followed. By saying yes, their entire lives and world changed. And this is what happened not only for Jonah, but it happened also for the Ninevites. Because Jonah chose to listen in that three-day silent retreat of his, saying yes to God, he went and proclaimed the message to the Ninevites that they would be spared. And because of their willingness to believe Jonah, they were. God also changed. God's God changed God's mind and didn't bring the promised destruction on the city. I love this. There's not many places in scripture that we see that God changes God's mind. So what this tells me is that God is not some static, impersonal force of the universe. No, as process theology tells us, God is becoming more fully God, and we, as we become more fully our most true and authentic selves. God's mind changed. Jonah's minds change. The hearts and inhabitants of Nineveh, their minds changed when they said yes. So think of the times that you have said yes and your life has changed. In 1995, I said yes to the offer of becoming the executive director of Spiritual Directors International, their first one. I had no idea what I was saying yes to. I had never worked for a nonprofit. I'd only worked for the church, and this was very different than the church. I'd never worked for an organization, at least then, that was primarily made up of Roman Catholic brothers, sisters, and nuns. Priests, priests and nuns and brothers. I was unaware how to navigate the Catholic tradition, much less speak the Catholic language, which every tradition has its own language. I had never been involved in publishing a journal, much less an international one, nor had I been involved in designing a website. This was 1995. I knew absolutely nothing about international restrictions and regulations on visas and bringing people from other nations regarding a host of other issues that I had no idea about. I made a lot of mistakes. I learned a lot, but the yes, forever changed my life. Saying yes, turning around, are actions that lead us in seeking the face of God. Sometimes we do this really well, and sometimes we don't do it well at all. As you know, our country and our world are pretty conflicted right now, conflicted on in who and what to trust, who to follow, what to believe. Yesterday, from D.C. to L.A., 
to downtown San Francisco, to Sonoma, to Birmingham, Alabama, to Albuquerque, New Mexico, people took to the streets, and today people are doing so all around the world on every continent, except Antarctica. People want change. People want transformation. People want justice. You know, our longings today are not so much different than the longings of our ancestors, all those who have preceded us. One of the reasons that people left what they were doing to follow Jesus was that his message pointed to seeing the face of God as being more expansive and more inclusive than they had ever previously experienced. Many of us have that same longing as well. When people turn, say yes, and follow, they are in effect saying we are willing, willing to seek and work and pray to make the world a more just and loving place. When people march, they're saying with their bodies, we need a new worldview. Our perspective needs to change. We need a new set of understandings to rule our world and rule our lives. James, John, Andrew, Peter, they each, by saying yes, turn from their old life to a new life. Same is true for us. This is what faith asks of us, to turn and seek to see the face of God in everyone, everywhere, especially those with whom we disagree and whom we dislike. You know, none of us does what is right and good all the time. Rarely things are neat, buttoned up, and tidy. There are always questions. Usually there is conflict. Sometimes we say things we wish we hadn't said. And almost always, writes Joy Dufford, there is complaining, negotiating, and bargaining. Is this true for your experience? It's sure true for mine. Our desire, hope, and intention may be to seek to see the face of God in everyone we meet, but the reality is sometimes we are simply too afraid to drop our nets and follow. Sometimes we like to blame others for things that aren't going well or aren't going our way. Sometimes we get caught by our own fear and or are simply unwilling or unable to trust and to seek God's face. Jonah didn't want to. He wanted those Ninevites to get their comeuppance. All those disciples who said yes and followed were also the same disciples who doubted, who denied, who fell asleep when staying awake was what was asked of them. And yet I believe what our texts provide us today is a lens into the steadfast love and support that God has for us, whether we turn away or whether we simply ignore this gift of life. The fourth verse of our opening hymn that we just sang said it very clearly. Will you love the you you hide if I but call your name? Will you quell the fear inside and never be the same? Will you see the faith you found to reshape the world around through my sight and touch 
and sound in you and you and me. What's it like for you to say yes? Yes to seeking to see the face of God wherever you are. This is really the question for those of us who say that we follow the one known as the Christ. Teresa of Calcutta once said, we are called to seek the face of God in everyone, in everything, everywhere, all the time. Despite the social, the, the rigid social rules of Jesus' day, he reached out to the franchise, the disenfranchised. He praised the Samaritan woman, he touched the leper, and he said to the tax collector, follow me. Right now, my sisters and brothers, right now, there is someone who needs your compassion. Right now, there is someone in whom you can see the face of God. There is a power within us that is greater than hopelessness, and anger more compelling than complaining. The choice is ours. May you and I turn to the one who calls and summons us by name by saying yes, and by our yes, may we seek to see the face of God everywhere, every minute, in everyone. May it be so.